0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you. I'm checking in. How's your your, uh, your, uh, your fucking week going? Yeah, you know, it's a weird week, right? It's fucking stressful. If you're a college kid, you're taking finals. You know... If you mug people, you know, I don't know, everybody's shopping online so they're not really carrying a big box like back in the day, right? I feel bad for people who used to steal people's fucking Christmas packages. It's another dying industry out there. Every year just sitting there in the fucking bushes, right? Like one of them goddamn lions trying to catch a fucking baboon. Just sitting there. There's too fucking many of them. I need one one person to kind of stray from the herd. And I'll grab them. And all the other baboons will scream for a second. But they'll know it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I watched a bunch of fucked up. You ever just watch videos of animals killing each other? You know? And then you just get to that one and you're like... It's just so fucking horrific. You know? you almost want to just call up Peter and be like, really? You got nothing on this one. Um, I didn't watch it. Thank God. I didn't watch it. I just shut it off really quickly, but there was these fucking baboons, right? I don't know what it is about monkeys, but I love seeing them get killed. I have to, there's a few things that I, I don't mind seeing get killed. Monkeys are one of them. I don't like them. I like gorillas. Um, but everything else, everything that they can go fuck themselves. It's weird, you know, because I'm, you know, mostly a fucking ape myself, as as is everybody else. Maybe more monkey. I don't know. I have no idea. So these fucking baboons, right? They sit there and they, you know, I guess they come down from the trees. I thought they ate bananas. You know, I get a lot of my, um, you know, a lot of my animal statistics on, you know, old school Hollywood and what they had them do. I thought they just sat around eating fucking Bananas and dancing to some old guy cranking a music box, but evidently they come down from the trees and they like, they I don't know, they're in the grass, they're doing something, right? So they're always next to these little impalas or these gazelles. and I'm not talking about the car or the sneakers, I'm talking about the animals here, right? So they're fucking, you know, just be grazing along and then all of a sudden they just, out of nowhere, they'll just be like, you know what, fuck this, I'm sick of eating this grass. I could use a protein shake and they'll just fucking sort of subtly just start walking behind one of the little baby gazelles. And if they can, they'll fucking snatch it. And then these fucking lunatics, they like, they won't kill it. They just start pulling the thing apart. Just nonchalant. It's just fucking, uh, I saw the picture and I, I, I couldn't click on it. Um, so I was sick of that shit. You know what I mean? How like when chimpanzees fight each other, they fucking rip the other chimps foot off and yank his fucking balls off. I'm just like, you know, I don't know. But there's got to be some good ones because human beings do horrible shit to each other. But, you know, it doesn't mean they should all fucking die. Right. I mean, it is stupid. They should have some sort of like uh, court system. Among the gazelle and baboon, fucking, that's a fucking cereal. The rest of them were just sitting fucking eating grass. And this one just, he just went rogue. Um, Definitely was, you know. Speaking of which, what do you guys think about this fucking impossible burger? I had one, it tastes really good, but why is it red? I mean, I make these lentil burgers and I know why it's red because it has beets in there. Do they just put in some fucked up dye in there? There's just something I've learned in life. You cannot have your cake and eat it. And I'm eating this thing. It tastes like a burger. It's not a burger. And I feel great afterwards. And I'm not fat. Okay? That's not how this world works. All right? To get something, you got to give something up. Okay? That's something these fucking ladies don't. That's why they're always writing these articles to women. Okay, oh, can, can women really have it all? No! Neither can men. You can't have it all. If you get something, you give something up. Okay? Your hands are full. You want something else. You gotta drop something to get something else. That's how it works, you fucking lunatics. All right. Says the guy talking to himself, screaming and yelling, working himself into a leather. All right. How is an impossible burger, red. The hema is the molecule that gives blood its red color and helps carry oxygen. To procure, produce the hema, hemi protein, e protein from non-animal sources, impossible foods selected the Leg hemoglobin molecule found naturally in the roots of soy plants. Really? Okay, Impossible Burger. How does it taste? Is it safe? Now, you don't even know. Where, where is this coming from? Is this coming from the fucking red meat lobby? This plant-based burger looks and tastes like real beef. But is there a catch here on CNET? Traditional veggie burgers, they always have to have three fucking paragraphs of bullshit. You know, for the longest time, we've been eating burgers. It all started on the fucking freedom trail. All right, in fact, vegetarian, despite the fact that this lab-grown burger is unsettling to some, it's gotten so popular, blah, 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 what are the ingredients... What does the Impossible Burger taste like? Where to find the Impossible Burger? How to cook the Impossible Burger? How much does it cost? Oh, here we go. Is the Impossible Burger safe to eat? This feels like a commercial here. You can safely eat an Impossible Burger unless you're allergic to soy, coconut, or sunflower. The ingredients in the Impossible Burger are simply and free of toxic... Wow. Now, where is this coming from? Is it coming from the, coming from the Impossible Burger? Um... Well, there you go. All right, I guess I'll keep fucking eating those things. Oh, you know what? I'll be, you know, every once in a while, every, every generation, you, you know what you have to be? You have to be a fucking lab rat for certain shit, right? Okay, the generations that came before us smoked cigarettes, and they got lung cancer, and everybody's like, oh, I guess we shouldn't do that, right? Generations before us did heroin and cocaine, and we were all like, ah, you know... You can do it in moderation. <laughs> it's a tough one to walk away from. Um, what else? This, this generation now, these young kids, these fucking young kids, what are they going to? They're, they're, they're the guinea pigs for vaping. Now look at them popcorn lung, these things are blowing up in their faces. Well, who knows? I actually think the cigarette companies, unless they make money off the vaping, I would think that they're out there trying to do some shit. I always take it back to the Suzuki Samurai. Okay, it ate into the, 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 uh, the American, the AMC. Well, who used to make the Jeep? Was it American Motors before Chrysler bought it? I don't fucking remember. But all I know was the Jeep was the Jeep and there was nothing else like it. Then all of a sudden the Suzuki Samurai came along and everybody was like, oh, my God, it's like a Jeep, but it's cuter. And all it was cheaper and it undercut the Jeep and it really cut into their sales. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there was all these fucking rumors about these fucking things. They were tipping over and and people were falling and dying and their faces were getting fucking ripped off. Like, you know, like some grindhouse Tarantino shit was happening in these fucking things. And then years later, it came out that uh, Chrysler, who owned Jeep at the time, just kind of put those rumors out there. Like, oh, my God, did you hear about the Suzuki Samurai? She is such a bitch. And and everybody's just like, well, fuck that, homewrecker. And then that was it. It completely fucked it over. You know, I think the Suzuki Samurai came out of Japan, and generally speaking, they are a polite culture, you know? So they didn't fight fire with fire. They could have came right back and said, hey, you know, I heard uh, if you drive a Jeep, it means you're a fat fuck and you got a little dick, you know? It's just what we heard... Try to balance out the sales. They didn't do it. Um, Oh, anyway. So anyway, um, I've been out here for about, uh, I've been living out here in Los Angeles for 12 years. I fucking love it out here. And uh, it really fits my, um, I don't know, just my sense of who I think I am. It really fits like, you know, my fantasies and and my phoniness and my, uh, you know, even though I don't think Botox was around then, I sensed it was coming. And I thought that this was going to be the ground zero. So I, I like being out here. So anyways, last night, you know, oh, Billy fucking freckles. I had a big Hollywood night last night. I went to a premiere. I went to a movie premiere last night, everybody. That's right. You know, I didn't walk the red carpet because I want this movie to make money. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went, to, it's fucking around here. I went to the Hollywood premiere of uh, the new Adam Sandler movie, Uncut Gems. And let me tell you something. You're out of your fucking mind if you don't go see this one. I think my stomach finally just uh, unknotted after watching that one. It is fucking two hours. I don't know how many. I didn't time it. Okay, I was just eyes glued to the screen. It was just fucking relentless because it's crazy is uh, Adam Sandler's character, is Howard. Um, You're rooting for the guy. And he's just making a lot of crazy decisions. I'm not going to ruin everything, but the the cast was incredible. Adam Sandler crushes it. It's the best thing I've ever seen him do. Eric Bogosian was amazing. Uh, Julia Fox, Kevin Garnett fucking killed it. Lakeith Stanfield from Atlanta killed it. And I hope I say her name. Is it Idina? Idina Menzel? was amazing as uh, Adam Sandler's wife. Um, man, was that, a, that it was, it's a fucking ride. Put it that way. And uh, I'm so psyched, uh, my buddy hooked me up. I was his plus one. And, um, you know, the second I saw the trailer, I don't know if you guys, if, if you guys saw the trailer, the second I saw the trailer, was like, I'm fucking seeing that movie the first day. So, uh, yeah. It was fucking amazing. And when it comes out on Christmas Day, I'm going to take my wife because she was breaking my freckle balls that uh, I didn't bring her. She's like, I'm so jealous that you're fucking going to that. And I was like, that's right, man. I got more status than you, lady. Go make me a sandwich. No, I didn't say that. I was like, I'm sorry. Do you want to go in place of me? Um, I got to do that the next time she's going out with one of her friends. I'm so jealous you're going to go to that fucking cake fountain restaurant. (laughs) That's one thing I've learned about the ladies. The ladies love a fountain. They don't give a fuck what's coming out of it. Water, cheese, chocolate, anything cascading, you know. But despite that, will they let you finish on their face? No, they won't. And that is what I can't believe I just said that. That is one of life's big paradoxes. Um, anyways, speaking of ladies, congratulations to the Golden Globes, you know, sticking to their guns, not nominating any female directors. You know, I, in this day and age of just trying to please everybody, I really got to tip my cap to the Golden Globes for keeping their standards where they've always been. And rather than listening to all these people whining, they're they're standing their ground, and, you know, this is their deal. You want a Golden Globe, ladies? You gotta earn it! All this fucking bean counting shit. Oh, there's not enough Sri Lankers who want... Oh, no! Hey, ladies, why don't you suck it up and make something so goddamn good The Golden Globes cannot ignore you. No, they don't want to do that, do they? Huh? Um, I'm just fucking around. I have no idea. I just saw a bunch of people up in arms about that. It it will never cease to amaze me that people, adults, full-grown adults, over the age of 30, brain is totally developed, want to win a trophy. (laughs) What are you, fucking eight years old? First of all, one of the greatest things in the fucking world is not to be nominated. Because when you're not nominated, that means you don't have to go to the fucking show. You know, if you really just sat down and you thought it through, even if you get nominated, the fucking odds are against you that you're going to win. And then what? You had to go out, you had to go on some stupid fucking diet, right? You're fucking yakking behind your goddamn house, you know? Your fucking nanny's got to pull you out of your infinity pool as you're doing laps because you're so fucking undernourished, right? Then your stylist comes over, you know, she's trying to put something on your bony figure and all that shit. And then you're going to sit there right before you go there. You're going to shove an impossible burger, right? You're probably going to have it liquefied and then shot up your ass by your fucking celebrity chef, personal chef, you know? And then you go to the red carpet. Oh, my God. Mandy Mansfield, what are you wearing? uh, I'm wearing fucking nervous dress. What was it like to work with so-and-so? It doesn't matter. I'm going to say they were awesome even if they weren't. I just want to win the thing. And then you go in there and then you got to watch the comedian come out and do his little A. Yada-ba-boo-doo-boo. What's fucking up with Trump? Ba-ba-doo-doo. Right? There's fucking four hours of your life. And then what? Then you got to sit there waiting for your fucking category. Watching a bunch of people going on stage. All these ladies wearing $10,000 dresses. They got their own TV show. They won the fucking statue. And then they go up there and they're still crying. And whining about their lives. I went through so much to get this. And you're just fucking sitting there. Okay, as your organs are starting to shut down. And you're literally getting to the fucking point of like, oh, my God, I hope I don't win this fucking thing because I don't even think I can make it from my table up to that fucking podium without face planting on the fucking stairs. I'm so fucking undernourished. Right. This is what you're campaigning for, ladies. Okay, let me give you another scenario. Let me give you my career. <laughs> All right? So you like to tell jokes, huh? Giggling like a bunch of schoolgirls. I got a joke for you. Ten guys sitting around a bullpen. wondering how the fuck they ever got there. What do we do? What should we have done? I'll give you a story. All right? Fucking playing funny bones in improvs. The Bray improv, right? Sitting in fucking nine hours of traffic for a fucking place that's literally fucking, if you got on a fucking scooter, you could have got there in nine minutes. You know? Fucking playing a cop, playing a fireman, you know? Then playing another cop, then playing another fireman, then a fireman, then a fucking cop. Eight lines in this movie, six lines in that movie, all of that. You probably look at me and you're like, wow. I feel bad for that guy, but guess what? Guess what I'm doing on the night of the Golden Globes? I'm at home. I'm eating a giant fucking burger. I got a handful of Hershey kisses. I'm shoving them down my fucking throat. I'm watching Sports Center. Nobody's asking me what I'm wearing. I got a beautiful wife that loves me, and I got a great kid. <laughs> Who gives a fuck about the Golden Globes? Um. Oh, are those, are those, are those the go- globes that are golden? Oh boy, I should shut up. I should shut up because someday, you know what? Some, you know what? Someday, F is for Family is going to get nominated for a Golden Globe. The category for the best filthy co- uh, animated show. Um, and the winner is. Uh, the Sri Lankan soliloquies. We're so progressive. The Golden Globes. Ba-ba-da-boo. Um, anyway. That, that will never cease to fucking amaze me. You know, or why, do, why don't ladies, why don't you guys start your own award show? Right? Here's the deal. Like, you don't even, do you understand the power you have, women? What is an award show Without a bunch of hot fucking pieces of ass walking around. Now, if none of you ladies go to that, and then you start the hot piece of ass Golden Globes, right? You fucking do that, and then, then what? Who's gonna wanna go to Golden Globes? There's no fucking hot chicks there. You go to that thing. I don't know. Haven't you learned anything watching sports leagues? The fucking NFL wouldn't let people in. So a bunch of guys got together and said, fuck it, we'll make our own league. The AFL. And it's eight, nine years later, right? Broadway Joe goes down and wins the only one the Jets ever fucking won. 50 fucking years ago. You know, we'll walk on the moon again before the Jets win the fucking Super Bowl. I, I hate to say it. I actually don't hate to say it. Um, I actually kind of enjoyed saying that. There, There we go. There's some truth. All right, why don't you start start a competing Golden Globes? Why don't you do that? Stop trying to join amazing shit that men created. What are you afraid of, ladies? Can't you go out and start something on your own? By the way, why don't women support the WNBA? I don't fucking understand it. You should have been in there from day one and gone right to the top and just become the female Kurt Gowdy. Why, why didn't you do that? Nah, nah, nah. You, You'd rather go to the fucking NFL and stand there freezing your fucking tits off on the goddamn sideline. You know, going, Tom Brady, I think he got his thumb jammed. Tom, what did, how does your thumb feel? It's fine, right? Like, <laughs> or you could be inside. Um... I don't know. You know what? Sometimes I start talking and I I don't know where my brain goes. and My mouth keeps moving. How long was that? I just fucking talked for a while. I feel like I don't know that I said anything, but I do know this. If you're still listening, that means you listen to all of it. And what does that say about you? Billy, you, you think you're blaming the victim. I always blame the victim. One of my favorite things to do in the world is punch down. You know, I just love watching other adults go, oh. All right, Dollar Shave Club, dude. You know, when I talk about Dollar Shave Club, I can't stress enough the quality of their products according to this copy that was written for me that is saying things that I never said. Why don't you just ask me what I think about Dollar Shave Club? I think it's fucking great, okay? And of all of their products, I'll tell you the greatest one ever is the One Wipe Charlie. One wipe, Charlie's the greatest fucking thing ever. It's the poor man's bidet. Okay, I'm not going to go into detail. I think I've painted enough of a picture, and I'm going to continue with this copy. You know, they spent years developing, crafting, refining everything. That's what they did. They, to, they, they, they fucking they, they just kept working on their formula for their shaving cream, just shaving one lab rat after another until they want, They found a lab rat that was just so. Shaped, who shaped so smoothly that even when they set it down, all the ladies in the room were like, oh my God, I have to snuggle with it. Uh, they have everything I, I use to look and feel and smell my best. You name it, they have it, and I use it. Is that right? I didn't know that. I use the one-wipe Charlie's. Charlie! They took my ace! I've been a... T- <laughs> I've been a Dollar Shave Club member for years. Please talk about your experience using the Executive Razor. Never used it. The Shave Butter. Never used it. The Prep Scrub. I don't know if I use that. Where's the One Wipe Charlie? That's what I used. Anyways, yeah, that shit fucking works. They have shaving cream. They have Shave Butter. They got the Prep Scrub. You put it on beforehand. Uh, Dollar Shave Club has you covered from head to toe. They have everything you need to shower, shave, style your hair. I don't have any hair. I got a beard. Brush your teeth. And yes, even wipe your butt. There's, that's my wheelhouse right there. You know? I believe Outkast wrote a song about fucking One Wipe Charlie. So fresh and so clean. At Dollar Shave Club can keep you automatically stocked up on the products you use. You get what you want whenever you need it whether that's once a month or a few times a year. I never have to waste time at a store wondering if what I'm getting is any good. As a Dollar Shave Club member, I know evidently what I'm getting is the highest quality. I'll tell you right now. I just, all of this shit I give to Andrew Themelis. That's all I do. I have enough fucking toiletries from being on the road for 20 fuck, I, have, I still have shampoo from a Super 8 off of Rural Road 9 in fucking Arkansas, all right. I don't want to hear it. All right. I, 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 I. If you saw my the, the amount of fucking hotel shampoos and, and fucking horseshit that I have in my bathroom, uh, you would think that that I was one of those guys that were pre- was preparing for doomsday. All right. Now here's the thing: none of you guys are traveling comedians. I'm imagining, so you don't have the war chest of shampoos and soaps and lotions that I have. So you need this Dollar Shave Club. And right now, you can put the quality of Dollar Shave Club products to the test. Their ultimate shaver starter set has basically everything you need for an amazing shave. The Executive Razor, Shave Butter, Prep Scrub, and Post Shave do. The best part is, you can try it for just 5 bucks. And that, and after that, sorry, the, the Restock Box... Ships regular sized products at the regular prices. Get your ultimate set for just five dollars at dollar for five bucks at dollarshaveclub.com slash burr. That's dollarshaveclub.com. slash burr. Oh, look who's back, Omax. Oh, oh, Max. Whether you're an athlete, a weekend warrior, or someone who deals with constant joint pain back pain, muscle soreness, or maybe you maybe maybe you married the wrong person. Right? You can take this Omax and just roll it around the inside of your ears and everything they're going to say is going to be nice and soothing. Or arthritis. Find a natural remedy that instantly works might seem non-existent. What? Finding a natural remedy that instantly works might seem non-existent. Most over-the-counter pain relievers such as icy hot and Ben Gay, shots fired, only focus on one basic cooling effect, such as menthol, which temporarily takes your mind off the pain until that pain returns in an hour or so. This is really a, a, a metaphor for a bad relationship, all right? You wanna meet the love of your life? Get Omax. Oh, Max, I've been waiting for you. If you're looking to get rid of nagging, muscle, or joint pain immediately, while providing long-lasting recovery, then you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution, CryoFreeze CBD, developed by, oh, Health, um, health, period, sorry. Uh, This non-prescription, triple-action pain relief roll-on is specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation. This is where it goes the, the, the extra mile. Anybody can block a pain receptor. Christ, you can do that with a, with a bottle of fucking Johnny Walker Red. All right? But can Johnny Walker Red reduce inflammation? No, alcohol, from what I'm told, actually increases it. It reduces inflammation and improves muscle and joint flexibility. The best part is this is 100% natural. CBD, CBD-powered remedy works its magic within 10 minutes of application, and relief lasts up to eight hours, much longer than over-the-counter products. It's super easy to throw in your gym bag and take, I'm just picturing some guy rolling it on his balls and taking the, (laughs) oh my God, my balls are so menthol fresh on the go for emergency pain relief. Simply roll it over wherever it hurts and ice out the pain with the Arctic blast. The real secret behind CryoFreeze pain relief roll-on is its two leading edge pain relief ingredients, CBD, known for its unique therapeutic effect on, cellular pain receptors and menthol for its soothing sensation of pain Cryofreeze is advanced i, I have some of this shit i want to go put some on my shoulder right now i did a little rehab on it yesterday um the treatment is, exposes the body to a to cold temperature in order to numb and reduce pain and inflammation how many fucking times can they say the same thing okay remember go to oh max Health.com, O-M-A-X, health.com today and enter the code BURR to take advantage of this incredible savings. O-M-A-X, health.com and enter the code BURR to get 20% off cryo-freeze and site-wide. If you're still not so, go read all the five-star reviews they have coming from my podcast and others at omaxhealth.com. All right, lastly, but not leastly, I'm progressive when it comes to fucking reading Ad shit, right? Simply Safe. Hey. I, I want to remind my listeners, time is running out on Simply Safe's huge holiday offer. It's their biggest sale of the year. Hey, if you're looking to fully protect your home with award-winning 24-7 home security, now is the time to do it. Burglary spike during the holiday season. Oh. Santa's not real, but the Grinch is. With families traveling and leaving empty homes and expensive gifts behind, Simply Safe's holiday sale couldn't come at a better time. Simply Safe has everything you need to protect your home and family. How the fuck do you rob presents out from underneath the tree? How do you find the humor in that? Maybe you just go down the chimney and you do the whole fucking thing. You're a mean one. Mr. Ridge. There's a smart lock and video doorbell pro to defend. That's what you do when you're counting it. You listen to the Who's from Whoville singing that song. Um, Simply Safe has everything you need to protect your home and family. There's a smart lock and video doorbell pro to defend your front door. An army of sensors and cameras that guard, guards every window, door, and room in your home. If there's a break-in, they can give real-time video con- confirmation to the police as it happens. So police responds up to 3.5 times faster. This has to be terrifying for people that actually steal Christmas gifts for a living. No surprise, Simply Safe has won CNET and PC Magazine Editor's Choice Awards. Simply Safe made a holiday offer um, with our my listeners in mind, but it ends December 31st. They rarely do deals this big, so now's your chance. Visit simplysafe.com slash Burr to find out just how much you'll save. And remember, this sale ends December 31st. Go to simplysafe.com slash Burr. All right, that's the, poli- uh, the po- politics. That's the podcast. Uh, my Boston Bruins lost to the Ottawa Senators last night. They're playing Tampa Bay tonight. And uh, who else do they got? Boston Celtics, they lost to the Pacers last night. And who do they got tonight? I think they both have, like, back-to-back games, which is fucking annoying. You know, don't they have any consideration for people that like both sports? I don't think they do. Uh, They got Philly tonight. Um, All right, so guess what the fuck I'll be doing at 5 o'clock? Flip-flopping back and forth between the two. Um, All right. Oh, shit. What's his face? The free agent that we had, the guy from Atlanta. Atlanta. I can't remember his, fu- uh, I can't remember his, I'm thinking Robert Ori, the greatest free agent of all fucking time, who the fuck, who the fuck is, uh, what the fuck was his name, I, 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 I love the guy, he, he was with the Celtics, he did a great fucking job, Philadelphia Sixers roster, roster, the fuck's his name? Al Horford. There you go. We get to play Al Horford. What a great pickup by the Sixers, huh? I wonder if they're having a good season. I don't know. I don't have the fucking time. All right. That's it, everybody. Um, Enjoy your weekend, you cunts. Please, December 25th, go see Uncut Gems. Adam Sandler's best movie, and I've seen them all. All right? I'd never lie to you. Go check it out, okay? I guarantee you're going to love it. All right. That's it. Go fuck yourselves. Have a great weekend. Go Bruins. Go Celtics. Go Pets. Like a man, hitting like a hammer, she's a juvenile scam. Never was a cooler, tasted like a rainbow, She's got the look. A heavenly, a heaven heaven's got a number when she's spinning me around. Kissing is a color, a loving is a wild dog. She's got the look. 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 She's yeah. got the look. What in the world? Hey, what's going on? How are you? It's Bill Burr. It's the Monday Morning Podcast from Monday, December 12th, 2011. I am sweaty, roasting, bacon, boiling. It's like a sauna. I'm fucking sick. You like my voice? Droid. <laughs> I got fucking sick this week. Too much fucking traveling around. Too much flying all over the place, doing all this fucking bullshit. And I, I don't know what I did. I fucking woke up, shook too many hands, scratched my nose, and here I sit. Hang on one second, everybody. <sighs> ah, yeah. All right. That's fucking gross. You know, having a beard is awesome. Until you have a cold, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! And you know what's funny is I I, I have, I'm like achy, that sort of achy sick. You know, it's just fucking, and I haven't even started my goddamn Christmas shopping, which is something I don't even know why I have to fucking do it. You know. Christmas is the most fucked up holiday on the face of the earth. I don't get, what is it? You know, can we make up our minds? Is it Jesus' birthday or is it the fucking, uh, the fat guy coming down the chimney? You know, it's both. You know something? I got to go with Jesus on Christmas. That's who I got to go with. I like Jesus on Christmas. I like Jesus. I like him at Christmas time. I like Jesus. Because he's got the water and wine. I like Jesus. You know why? Because I don't have to buy any fucking gifts for that SOB. And he is an SOB. Right? Oh, wait. He knew who his, his father was. His father who art in heaven. <clears throat> it's his father who is in heaven. You know, not trying to nitpick, our father who is in heaven. Big up to he. Um, <coughs> <coughs> oh, you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking? Ki- you know how fucking weird it is to be this sick, living in a desert. Um, I want to thank everybody who came out to the Brea Improv this weekend. I had an awesome time out there. I apologize if I was a little bit grumpy, you know. Uh, I just said fucking traffic always gets me going out there. It always gets me. You know, it just kills me that, that, you know. Like, I love living in Los Angeles until I get on those goddamn highways. And then I feel unbelievably claustrophobic because I just feel like there is no fucking way out. Some shit went down. Where do I go? There's no way. There's nowhere to go. You know. I'll tell you, when the apocalypse comes, I'm just going to get my jam-jams. <laughs> I'm going to put on a robe. You know, whenever, whatever fucking angry person's going to come down from heaven because he's mad at me because I rubbed one out to the married chick down the block. You know, you think you're going to fucking scare me? All right, you will. But you think I'm going to fucking dress like I'm scared? You think I'm going to get on those fucking highways and do some futile drive? To where? Vegas? the fuck am I going to go? I'm going to sit there in my fucking (laughs) jam-jams. I just like saying that. My fucking jam-jams and I'm going to drink some tea. Like I'm doing right now. Oh, hello, demon from another world. Do I not have enough fucking uh, saintly frequent flyer miles to get upgraded into heaven? You know, I don't know what you're so fucking excited about. You're going down to hell with me, you cunt. You know? Why don't we join forces and tack those up in first class? What do you say? All right. So anyways, I, you know something? What's so fucked up about the population problem in, the, in this world is we could just fucking deal with it right now in an easy way rather than go in the hard route. You know, just right now. Let everybody have one kid. So you got that thing that half looks like you, half looks like your wife, and you can be like, I've continued the bloodline. All right? Then you want more kids? Just go out and adopt. There's plenty of fucking kids around the world sitting in a fucking mud hole trying to dig out a goddamn diamond so you can fucking pay $9 zillion for it and give it to your fucking broad on Christmas! You know? Why don't you adopt one of those diamond-digging sons of bitches? Teach them the language? Little fucker will go out in the backyard. It'll make you a fortune. You know, just digging it up. Little adopted kid, dig it up. You know, why don't we do that? And then you just let some old people die and you let people fall off fucking ladders and all that type of shit. And the population would gradually go down. No, everyone's just going to keep fucking, you know, Having brand new kids—that's what they want. They want brand new kids. Nobody wants nobody wants a fucking used one. No one wants to take a chance on a barn find, you know, some little kid, you know, with the original motor, <laughs> living up in the loft of a barn for the last twenty years. You know, matching numbers—you don't want that. Then you teach them how to be a good kid. Little body off restoration, little rotisserie, right? Does anybody else watch the Speed Channel? Don't you love that fucking channel? I fucking love that channel. I love watching them taking cars that I like and they redo them. I don't like the custom shit. You know? I don't like when the outside looks like an old car and then the inside, you know, looks like a fucking rapper's foyer. You know? All leather and all, everything's all, I don't like it like that. I like it like that. Everything's reminding me of a song today. I like when they just, when you, I'm big, on the fucking interior which is why i never bought the dodge challenger you know the outside of that car is fucking it's beautiful i love it you know i see it my heart starts racing one of my hands goes into one of my pockets i get i get arrested for lewd behavior with an inanimate object i love it but i get in the fucking thing and i might as well be sitting in a Chrysler 300 i don't see what what the fucking deal is what's the deal we going half ass on the <clears throat> it, Jerry! They look like shit. Hang on. Okay. You know what's the worst? When I get sick, when I bite into a York peppermint patty, when I get sick, everybody, ah, we'll just throw that over there. Um, <clears throat> when I get sick, what I do is I just act like I'm not sick and I just continue to do the shit that, I'm, that I normally do. You know, I don't run around. But, you know, yesterday I'm fucking sick and Nia starts telling me that I got to, you know, you need, you got to stay in bed the whole day and drink liquids. It's like, yeah, okay. I'm not doing that. I have a cold. I don't have cancer. All right. I'm fucking, (laughs) you know what I mean? I can drink liquid laying on the couch watching football. She got so fucking mad at me. Because all my buddies call me on football Sunday. You know, because we gamble. We throw the money around. Just with each other. You know? <clears throat> so there's a lot of texting. There's a lot of shit talking and that type of stuff. And I got to get on the phone after a while and defend myself if one of my picks isn't coming through, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What the fuck happened to those assholes yesterday, huh? I thought that was a win. 14 nothing. I was all set. I didn't even watch the game. Went in the kitchen. I'm making an English muffin. and I come back, it's like fucking 70-14. to 14. <clears throat> so anyways anyways sh- uh yeah my friends just kept calling me and I kept picking up the phone and I was talking shit and she just kept glaring at me you know and it really made me mad you know it's like what the fuck let me be sick how I want to be sick you mad at me cause I'm sick no I'm mad at you because you're an idiot you're not doing the things you need to do to get better I am doing the fuck I'm fucking sitting on I'm laying on the fucking couch You know? What is the difference between me laying on the fucking couch watching television as opposed to laying in the fucking bedroom with nothing staring at the goddamn wall? You know? I'm going to start moaning when I'm in there. That's why fucking people moan when they're, you know? when You don't have a fucking TV, you start moaning. Oh, oh, right? You're miserable. You get that fucking TV going, you forget you have a cold. Especially with all these shit-ass fucking calls this year. I swear to God, I don't even recognize the NFL anymore. You know? Why is it illegal to cover a fucking wide receiver? Why are five guys going to break Dan Marino's yardage for the year record? You know, it's such fucking bullshit. I had the Giants yesterday getting four and a half. Right? Eli Manning is the fucking man. All right? You know what he's like? He's like Serena. And fucking <laughs> Peyton Manning is like Venus. Venus came out early, right? And everybody's like, oh, oh shit, look at Venus. Venus, you're gonna win everything, right? <clears throat> then what happened? All of a sudden, Serena came out of fucking nowhere. Bam! She starts fucking winning. Eli Manning has way more come from behind wins than Peyton Manning does. I'm telling you, he does. And I would rather have the ball in his hands than Peyton's, you know? Go ahead and argue. Go ahead and roll your eyes there, stat boy. Come at me with all your fantasy football stats from games one through 16. Both of them had the ball in their hands with only a minute left in the Super Bowl. One drove down to victory, to glory. To legendary status, the other threw a pick six to lose the fucking Super Bowl. How many times this year, how many fucking times does Eli Manning have to win a game on the last drive to get some goddamn respect in this fucking league? That guy is a beast. He's a fucking beast. Yeah, he doesn't throw as many fucking yards. Sure, he's not as funny in the commercials. But if you want wins, that's your man. That is your fucking man. I am totally sold on that motherfucker. <clears throat> right? As opposed to Tony Romo. That's why, you know, that's why I picked the Giants yesterday. It's like, you know what? NFC East, it's going to be a close fucking game. It's going to come down to the wire. The ball's going to be in Eli's hand and Tony Romo's hand. You know? But because of the way they cover fucking receivers, they had the goddamn game one and they give up 50 yards on two fucking plays. I'm sick of it. That stupid fucking prevent defense, the fact that you can't touch the fucking receivers, they're making every quarterback out there look like they're John Elway, look like they're fucking Joe Montana, any of these fucking guys. There's a lot of padded stats going on out there, that's all I'm saying. I'm sick of these fucking wide receivers getting treated like these goddamn diva whores on VH1. All right? And I don't think that we should go back to the Jack Tatum era where he would just sucker punch guys and wouldn't even play the fucking ball. You ever watch that guy's highlights? It's fucking ridiculous. Quarterbacks, I mean, the fucking wide receivers got his head turned around looking at the ball and he would just clock him in the head when they weren't looking. Kind of like that douche who punched that big white boy there on the, uh, on the college basketball court. Total fucking sucker punch. But whose fault was that? I say it's the big white boys. The first thing you got to understand is when you're involved in one of those West Side Story beat it video deals in real life when fucking 10 psychos meet with 10 other psychos, the punch is never coming from whoever you're looking at. (laughs) In the fucking history of mobs, I bet if you went back to the Revolutionary War, that poor black dude, the first one to get shot. Do you think the, he was looking at the person who shot him? Of, of course he wasn't. It's probably some British guy on the other side. Hey, over here, mate. You. You with the you with the tan. Over here. <laughs> then somebody else shot him in the fucking gut. That's how it works. You know? So, in the words of, uh, what's his face? From the old Tampa Bay, Warren Sapp. In the words of Warren Sapp. Keep your head on a swivel <laughs> You remember that time when he knocked that dude out? <laughs> he knocked that fucking guy out total fucking cheap shot. He just kept going, keep your head on a swivel. Keep your head on a swivel. Um he was right. I'm not saying what he did wasn't a piece of shit move, but you know, wasn't illegal. Oh, what the fuck am I talking about? I don't know. I can't even lay down. I'm so fucking congested. That's another thing, too. Then everybody comes up to you, starts giving you pills when you're sick. You know, you're walking around like Jim Morrison in 1968. People handing you acid and, "Hey, man, try this. This It's gonna work." Right? Fucking Alka Seltzer cold medicine. I don't know. I just know it's all kicking the shit out of my liver. You ever look at the color of Dayquil? How in God's name is that medicine? Like, how the fuck is that good for you? I forget what your liver does, but it's it's basically responsible. Your liver is like that tent city in uh, Scarface. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just underneath the overpass. All these fucking scumbags, you know. When When you take those fucking pills, that's where it goes. That's who has to process it, you know. I want my fucking Truman rights. You know, that's your liver. Little picture of Jimmy Carter right over your over its shoulder. Um, I just try to tough it up. That's what I do. I go old school. I get Kleenex, I drink a little bit of tea, and I try to stay away from all that fucking horse shit. Unless I have shows. If I have shows, I drug myself up like Elvis. Like Elvis in 1976. I need a man. Come on. I ain't shit in three days. Give me some more. Uh, Do you know when they did the autopsy on him? A giant capsule came out of his ass. Do you realize that? It's still intact. It's unreal. I don't even know what I'm talking about this week, everybody. Uh, This week, actually coming up, coming up this week, people, the uh, redheaded fuckface tour just continues. I am going to Tempe, Arizona you know, and I'm playing at the improv out there, Friday and Saturday, and I'm hanging around, because Arizona, who I lost money on, is, uh, what the fuck, who are they playing? They're playing the Browns, they play the Browns, wah, 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 wah. <clears throat> why is everything a song to me this week, that was I Get Around from the Beach Boys, you like that, little song parodies. I'm going super hack with you guys. Hang on a second while I drink some organic throat coat tea. How gay does that drink sound? I always hate that. That's one of the few things in my rider. It's water and organic throat coat tea. This stuff is the shit, but there's just certain things that are just, you should just have a gay guy step in right as you go to order it. You know, like in the most flamboyantly stereotypical gay guy ever. you would be like, yes, uh, Bill, can we get anything for the show? Yeah, I just need some water and some. And then some guy (laughs) steps in, gay guy. Organic throat coat tea. Right? (laughs) (laughs) That's like when I used to live in New York and I used to get that fucking uh, tasty treat down the street. Coconut Dream Bar is what it was called. And I just couldn't get myself to say it. I'd be like, let me get one of those coconut things. And the person will always be like, you mean the Coconut Dream Bar? Yes, I do. That's exactly what I mean. Would you like us to heat it up and shove it in your ass? No, I'll take it at room temperature. Thank you. Um, all right, here we go. Let's, uh, oh, let's get going here. All right, we're bringing this one back. Douchebag of the Week. Uh, this guy says, I've been a longtime listener. I've been to your last few stand-up shows in Seattle. All right, so right there, once again, establishing credibility. Okay, he's a fan both at work and I support you, you know, when you come out. So all right, off the bat, he's setting this thing up like I have something that I can take away from you. You know, I can take my $8 off the table there, freckle face. Um, anyways, he says, can you do us all a favor? Us, now he's speaking for the group. And cancel the Dilemmas segment. These are both not funny and really stupid. My dilemma for you. Would you rather listen to Bill Burr's dilemma, Dilemmas or realize you have lost your comedic talent because you allowed idiots to take over your show? That's kind of a weird question. Would you rather listen to Bill Burr's Dilemma or realize you've lost your comedic talent? You, Jesus Christ, dude. First of all. Uh, you're, you're the, you're, this is why you're douchebag of the week Not because you don't like dilemmas It's because you did that classic thing that people do When they write a complaint letter Is you act as though you, you're, you're sitting in a room with 800 other fucking people And they're all going Hey douchebag, write it for us Because we don't know how to This is the only complaint I got about dilemmas Alright, so I don't know who the fuck you're speaking for Are you trapped in a mineshaft With some fucking wireless internet Is that what you're doing Go fuck yourself buddy. In an honor of you, it's time for dilemmas. Dilemmas. All right, I haven't even read these fuckers yet, but you know, that's what makes this segment so annoying to this guy so I'm going to try to be extra unfunny during these Hang on a second. Let me blow my nose. Well, maybe I should blow my nose during the middle of it to make it even more annoying. Because, God, what would I do without this douchebag listening to my podcast? Hey, fuckhead, do you realize how many podcasts are out there? Why don't you go listen to those ones if you're so fucking unhappy with this one? All right? And I don't need you coming to my shows. All right, you cunt. You and your 800 invisible friends can go fuck yourself. What do you think about that? Huh? Hang on a second. Ugh. And another thing. All right. We're up to three Kleenexes, by the way. Okay. All right. Dilemmas for the week. Go to the bathroom like a cat, number one and number two, in a dresser drawer-sized cat box and have a butler empty it every day. Or go to the bathroom like a dog outside in the bushes and have a butler follow you around to pick it up and tell you that you're a good boy. Oh, that's no fun. That's Uh, the second one. I do it outside I squat right down in the fucking bushes. I'm not shitting inside my house. That's why I hate cats. Aside from the fact that they act like stuck-up cunts at a club, you know, who've never done, accomplished anything other than looking good in life, you know, and they only come around when they fucking need something. The only the other reason why I don't like cats is they shit in the fucking house. Then I got to pick it up. I don't like that. They're not happy when I come home. There's just no, there's no give and take. You know what it is? When you have a cat, you're basically Robert De Niro's character in Casino. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you are. You know, and your cat is Sharon Stone. She's fucking, she's just there for the amenities. You fucking cunt. Go OD in a goddamn Red Roof in. <clears throat> All right. So yeah, I would definitely be outside. Who doesn't like being told they're a good boy? I get praise. When was the last time anybody out there got praise after they took a dump? Wouldn't that be awesome? You know? I don't know. All right, let's plow ahead. Was that unfunny, sir? Did you not like that one? Was that not up to your comedy standards? Did you feel the rest of this podcast was funnier than that? When I blew my nose before I went off on Jesus? Oh. All right, let's just plow ahead here. Number two. Uh, Would you rather marry a stripper or have your daughter become one? Uh, I'd rather marry one. I'd rather marry one, you know. If my daughter becomes one, that's just complete failure as a parent. And in fact, that's what I think all those videos should be called, that you see, you know, when you see on YouTube, when you got those girls doing those booty dances, you know, with the goddamn shorts up their ass, like, it's always like so and so booty dancing what it should be called is so and so complete failure <laughs> as a parent oh well, re- results of a complete failure as a parent absolutely i would rather that's not fair to the kid i would marry a stripper and uh you know i would just i would just have fun with the stripper i would just do whatever i could you know fuck her if she had one leg pointed west and one leg pointed east you know or north and south if she's standing up drinking coffee you know doing like one of those little ballet moves i just bang her like that and then uh yeah then i have a kid and be like listen this is the secret in life sweetheart don't do anything that your mother did wouldn't she just become a stripper is that like a reality show that they haven't come up with yet daughters of strippers like what's her face i think uh Kirk Cobain's daughter is going to be all right because her mother is such a fuck up that I think I probably just jinxed her. I probably just jinxed her. Um, all right, number three. Uh, choose between attack by a bear or a lion on land and between attack by a shark or crocodile in the water. No fucking contest, dude. I would take a bear, bear or a lion. That's a quick death. That's a quick one. That bear comes up with that bionic bitch slap. That's it. You fucking break your neck. You ever see a lion kill something? That's it. It's over. Like, and, and that's going after, like, major prey. And it just crushes your fucking windpipe. You're out in two seconds. Did you ever Yo, the footage of what's-his-face? the the gay lion tamer out there. The one who looked like, uh, uh what's-his-face from Night at the Roxbury. The Ah, Jesus Christ, this fucking cold medicine. What the fuck is the guy's name there? Come on. What was, what's the name of that guy? Chris Kattan. That one. The gay Chris Kattan. You ever see when that fucking... That lion grabbed that dude, and it was over. In two seconds, it, he just went limp. i take that in a second. As opposed to a fucking shark. You're sitting out there. A shark comes up. First thing it does is it bites into your leg to see if you're edible. Right? Just takes a nice chunk out. Kind of, you know? Like he's doing some sort of wine testing with your fucking thigh meat. <laughs> You know what else kills me is the fact you can't fucking see it. You know, your head's above the water and all the evil is just below it. You're sitting there, you know, and I think that you had still you got that caveman DNA that would that would just be going off. That there was something in the area, despite the fact that you couldn't see it. You'd be trying to lift your fucking legs up. I I think uh, I think the real dilemma here is is between shark or crocodile and uh i i would have to go i would have to go shark i just feel like there it's a cleaner death you know they got those ginsu knife teeth they just come in like a tiger shark it's just fucking over you know just a perfect fucking killing machine as they said in jaws but like uh Alligators and crocodiles, those fucking things. Those are like those guys who aren't talent, talented enough to be in the NFL or the NHL. So they just go out there and they try to blow out guys' knees, you know? <laughs> Alligators and crocodiles are like the Bill Romanowskis of fucking predators, you know? Just that thing where they grab onto you. You know, what I like about a shark, it, it, which you could just bite your leg off. A fucking alligator, they always seem to grab it and then they go into that roll and they just so slowly twist it off, you know, like you're some cooked chicken, and they're trying to take the leg. All uh, right, This is getting fucking morbid. That's what I would choose. All right, what else we got here? Uh, have a beautiful lady who stinks, smelly breath, smelly ass, pussy, pits, hair, the works, all stinking, or an ugly fat bitch who smells great. Uh... I'd go with the ugly fat girl who smells great. Absolutely. Because I could, I could love her. Where the other one who just smelled like shit but was beautiful and was probably carrying herself like a beautiful lady would annoy me after a while and I'd probably kill her. You know? Why did you kill her? Because her fucking pussy stunk and she walked around like she was Giselle. Am I being charged with anything? Because if I am, I want a lawyer. Go fuck yourselves. Well, Mr. Burr, you really just already incriminated yourself. I don't care. You know? The prison will not smell as bad as her ass. Oh, is there anything worse than fucking cold tea? All right, here we go. Uh, chimp first linebacker. Bill, my friends and I frequently get in an argument over whether a world's a world's man competitor or NFL lineman could handle a chimp in a fight. I know chimps can rip faces— off and are ten times the strength of a normal man, but a normal man is a tub of shit. I bet a linebacker could rip some faces off too. What do you think? Uh yeah, no contest. The chimp would fuck the dude up. Dude, chimps don't fight. I was gonna I almost said fairly. Chimps don't fight like people. They're not gonna, you know, you're gonna come All right, come out and touch gloves and they're gonna fuck it. Sorry, he's got a great jab. Watch out for it's right, you know? That fucking thing is just gonna jump on you. Did I ever tell you that time that monkey stole my hotel keys? I was in Costa Rica. Um, where the fuck was I? Down in Costa Rica, way out in the bush. You know, army ants took over my fucking little cabana and that type of shit. So they had this pet monkey there. I was a monkey. I fucking ate monkeys. I never had a problem with chimps. But now that they rip people's faces off and their nuts and their feet off, I have a problem with them. Uh, I like gorillas. And I like orangutans. Ranga Tans. I always thought it was Tang, T-A-N-G, but it's Rang a Tan. I like those ones. They seem like they've seen it all. They got that vibe. They could just sit down and teach you about life. But those little monkey motherfuckers, I can't stand it, right? So for some dumb reason, because I'm white, I have to walk up to it. Hey, there's a fucking wild animal. Let me put myself in danger. And I walk up to this thing, and it fucking jumps on me. Uh, you know, and it's one of those, you know, remember that that, that video, uh, Shock the Monkey? remember the little monkey in that thing was one of those monkeys or in the faces of death when they were fucking banging that monkey's head till it died then they ate its brains remember that one yeah it was one of those monkeys right this fucking thing jumped on me and within half a second it turned itself upside down was hanging by its tail from my neck reached in my pockets grabbed my keys and ran back up a fucking tree This all happened, like, within, like, 1.8 seconds. And my body reaction was like, what, wait, what, what, oh, fuck. So if this thing actually wanted to fuck you up, the thing's not going to come out fucking bobbing and weaving. It's going to be running around the room jumping up off of shit. You're going to try to figure out where it is, and it's just going to fucking land on your face. And that's going to be it. It's going to tear your face off, twist your foot off, and rip your balls off, and no linebacker stands a fucking chance Unless, you know what? What if they had on the equipment? Even then, they tear your fingers off. This is the amazing thing about how human beings survived. Is everything out there, as far as I can tell, is faster than us for the most part. It is stronger than us. Faster and stronger. But for the simple fact that we were smarter, we were able to do all the horrific things that we've done with this nature, you know, with this nature, with this planet. Ever think about that shit? Football players beat the fuck out of the nerds all through grade school and high school. Then what happens? When the real deal goes down, the end of the day, those nerds become bankers and those football players get enslaved. And there you sit in your house like a caged animal at the fucking zoo. And where's that banker? You don't even know what the fuck he looks like. All those Facebook cunts. That goddamn Steve Jobs, one of the most overrated human beings on the fucking planet. They win in the end. Intelligent wins. Oh, you know what? That reminds me. Do you guys see uh, Rolling Stone this week? They had like the 100 greatest guitarists of all time. You know, they got to do like shit like that like every three weeks now because nobody uh, nobody buys magazines anymore. So they always have to do like those, you know, top sexiest tambourine players of 1986. They do one of those countdowns because it always causes arguments. But they had a, a uh, an article in there on, um, what do they call them? basically extremely gifted kids and how there's really no programs out there for the extremely gifted. There's like one school in the country that actually caters to them at like a grade school level, you know, and uh, and it's kind of been viewed that skipping grades and all that is bad for the kids socially and now they're realizing it's the complete opposites these kids get fucking depressed because they go to school and everybody's so much fucking dumber than they are you know and their quest for knowledge fills their heart the way you know you like pussy We were talking about this one kid. By the time he was four years old, he spoke like three different languages. He had gone through the entire periodic table and was really into rocks and minerals. So he goes out with all these regular moron kids who are going to basically end up working at a Buffalo Wild Wings someday. And they're out there throwing rocks and stuff. And this kid's trying to tell them about the crystals that are in the rocks and how they were formed. And everybody was like, "You're a stupid liar." No it isn't They're like throwing rocks at him <laughs> I was just thinking like He can't How he can't even fucking relate to anybody His own age And they get depressed And they don't want to be smart And after a while they just go comatose And if they stay in the environment too long They can't even hold down a menial job in life It's fucking unreal And the entire time I was reading the article Just fascinated and laughing my ass off And imagining this kid being that fucking smart. I mean, it's bad enough as a comedian to do a third show Saturday night in front of a bunch of goddamn drunks. You know? I mean, the gap in intelligence there, just for the simple fact that I'm sober, is unbelievably annoying, and it's full-on fucking torture for an hour. And this kid has to live it every day, six hours at school. And the gap between him and those kids... I mean, that fucking kid... Couldn't even have a conversation with me without getting bored. Just sitting there. This fucking kid was coming home. He's going, they're treating us like puppies. Christ, I could teach the fucking class. (laughs) So I definitely recommend reading it. You know what's funny is this kid, his parents just, what they did was they just applied him, had him take the, he applied for college and he tested off the charts and they accepted him. And then they said, oh, by the way, he's only like, he's like 11 now. And they let him in. And this is the funny thing. Uh, one of the schools he went to was Arapahoe Community College in Colorado. And uh, I performed at that school. And if you guys listen to me tell, tell stories about some of the worst gigs I ever had, I always bring up Arapahoe Community College as a reference because I did a nooner at that school in an area where three, three hallways met. A nooner is basically you're doing the show at like 12 noon or 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It's a fucking nightmare. All right? Kids have no ideas. There's a show. Most of the time, the show is held in like the cafeteria. You know? I'll tell you. I really got to be honest with you. The level of fucking humiliation that you have to go through to even get to where the fuck I'm at. I mean, it is a goddamn gauntlet (laughs) of fucking... That's what it is. It's just one impossible humiliating fucking scenario after another and then every once in a while there's like that you know like when Columbus saw a branch floating in the water so he knew he was getting to land you'd have a couple of good shows so anyways I'm fucking standing there three in this area where three hallways meet they start the show in between classes it's me and like six kids sitting there and one of the people is like the person who booked the fucking show and I'm 20 minutes into my act, standing next to this popcorn machine, just bombing. Just bombing. And all of a sudden, this fucking bell goes off or whatever the fuck happened. And all the classes let out. And all, within two seconds, it was like a flash flood of like people. All of a sudden, all the ho- corridors were filled with people. And they're just walking by, looking at me with like this combination of like confusion and pity. And then they just started fucking heckling me. And all I could do was shit on the school for putting me in that situation. I just remember the person booking the gig. Everything that I would say, she'd just be going, that's not true. That isn't true. This is a great school. And she was mad at me in the end. And I was so fucking furious at myself for taking the gig. And at her going like, how did you think that this was going to fucking work? You know? Do you ever watch stand up on television? First of all, is it done during the middle of the day? Is the person standing in a fucking hallway? You know? You know what? Fuck that goddamn creative genius. If he's so fucking smart, he could get into a better goddamn school than a Rappahoe community college. You know what? Fuck that issue. Alright, sorry. I just had a fucking anger flashback. All right, how to get how to get the girl? Advice. Advice, dear Bill, how's it going? I'm 21 years old I work with this girl Who I would really like to go out with The girl is 29 years old With a 5 year old What the fuck I'm 21 years old I work with a girl Who I would really like to go out with You should just fuck her I don't even need to read the rest of this She's 29 and already has a 5 year old What the fuck is wrong with you You know what I mean you're 21 years old. You're drafted in the first round, and you're immediately going to the fourth round with somebody. You know, she's got a five-year-old kid. That's like drafted a fucking running back who already blew out his knee. What's wrong with you? Oh, he actually writes. I know. After it, okay. So he knows. All right. Uh, he goes. I can't help it though. We flirt all the time at work, and seem to really connect. Everyone jokes that we're we are going out, and whenever confronted with the possi- with the possibility from someone this chick she says nothing and laughs but in a good way so about two weeks ago I eventually got the balls up to ask her out to go do something but I think I went about it the wrong way I switched the conversation over to sex (laughs) your instincts are great sir but you're 21 so you're kind of fumbling through this this is all right he goes I asked her a hypothetical question which her response was something like I would go over to your house and beat you up To which I said, why do you have to beat me up? We could do other things. Jesus Christ, dude. What are you, butthead? We could do other things. (laughs) I'm sorry. Terrible impression. Uh, She goes, she got the gist and the conversation went on for that. Went on like that for another 10 minutes. Getting nowhere. Uh, So just simply flirting. About a week later with my confidence high, I asked her out. And she said something like, so uh, when are we going out? Oh, I said, so when are we going out? Sorry, guys. I'm fucking this whole thing up. Let's regroup here. <clears throat> so anyways, everything goes great. A a week later, I go up to her. I go, so when are we going out? She seems hesitant, and she says, I don't know. Where would we go? See, right now, you, you already fucked up. This is how you fucked up. All right? All you want to do is fuck this girl. Okay? And rather than coming out and saying it, you danced around it. You know, you just got to come out and say it. You got to just tell them what your fucking intentions are. I'm not saying, listen, I want to fuck you. You don't. You know, you 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 got yourself halfway into. You basically told her, hey, I'm going to take you out to a movie and make you feel like I really like you. Then I'm going to fucking bang you and never call you again. You basically said that to her. Um. Uh, so now she's sitting there. She's grilling you. Where are we going to go? And you were like, I don't know. We could go somewhere to eat. You could come over to my house. We could do anything you choose. See, this is the thing. You, you don't have any tact. You went from we could go out somewhere to eat. There should have been something else. There should have been something else. And then maybe you say your house. You don't go from something to eat, go over to my house. You know. You basically, you're in Leatherface mode here. You just come and flying, you know, opening a panel door, coming in, and just fucking dragging her in the back. You can't be like that. All right, so anyway, I might have just finished this fucking thing and get to his question. Uh, I could never get a straight answer. So for the past week, when I see her, I say, So where do you want to go? She replies every time, I don't know. It's really bumming me out. Uh, now she seems to be less friendly every time I see her. Yeah, dude, because you keep fucking tightening the noose around your neck. So is there something I could say to her that could get me straight a straight answer or anything I could possibly do to just know where I stand with this girl? I would admit I'm very inexperienced with girls and I don't know how to really go about this. Isn't that great? So you admit that after I sit there and fucking trash you. Well, if you're still listening, if I haven't beaten you down creatively here, uh, I think your move is is you just stop asking her. Just stop asking her. Continue to be really fucking friendly. And then, you know... Wait for the Christmas party and try to bang her then. <laughs> I don't know. This is, this is what I would tell you. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep putting it out there, and eventually, through trial and error, you're going to figure out what to do, all right? I don't know if you got the skills at this point to bring this one into the boat. I think it's already – it's off the hook. It's gone. Uh, I think you kind of heard of Felix. I think she, I think she actually liked you, liked you, and she thought you felt the fucking same. Uh, basically, because you flirted too long, and you got to know each other. So then, you know, because women are more developed emotionally when it comes to that, she actually went down more of a, a. I think I have feelings for this guy, and right as she started giving into that, you know, she's twenty nine, she's got a kid. Maybe you're going to be the knight in shining armor. To get her out of that fucking single mother shit. You hit her with the uh you know, we could get a tray of macaroni and hang out in my bedroom. You know, right there. She's like, ugh, another guy just trying to bang me. That's how I ended up with the five year old. so you gotta understand, dude, she's already she's already done this. You know? Five years old, she was twenty four. She probably banged that Matthew McConaughey type character from Dazed and Confused. He fucking knocked her up and took her took off. Completely fucked her life, so she's a little gun-shy. But, at the end of the day, she is a human being. And they do need uh, affection and that type of thing. And women are down for just fucking, if you present it in the proper way, which you haven't. And I don't think in this one you you can... uh, What you gotta do is... uh, Yeah, I would... don't, whatever you do, don't stop talking to her. Just be nice to her. Hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Just don't fucking ask her out again and see if she makes a fucking move. If she makes a move, oh, Jesus, this is like at this point how far down the shithole you are. This is like trying to snip the right wire without having the thing, the device blow up in your face. Okay, so let's let's play this scenario. So then she comes to you and be like, hey, you know, I thought we were going to go out. You never asked me anymore. And you could be like, yeah, well, I don't know. I just kind of got a vibe like I kind of turned you off or whatever. You know? And then that's what you do. Be like, you know, you were right. You were right. Look, you're in a different situation than me. I'm just 21. I was just looking to have some fun. And uh, I realized that, that you know, I shouldn't have done that, blah, blah, blah. And maybe then she could be like, well, I could have some fun. And then maybe you could go that route, you know? I don't know. I think your best bet is to try to get her drunk at the Christmas party. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Why? Why would you listen to me? Um. Anyways, let's plow ahead here. Um. Uh, yeah, dude. Let it go. Let it go. Just rub one out before you go into work, so you just fucking totally chill. Just have that chill. Just come in there, fucking James Bond. You know, just totally relax. Hello, love. You know, whatever. Maybe it'll happen. Plenty of fish in the sea. You know. Plenty of fish in the sea. Okay. But in the meantime, dude, what the fuck? I lost the whole point of this. You're 21. She's 29. Who gives a fuck? You know? Jesus Christ. You know, it's actually you trying to land a 29-year-old is really going to help you with fucking women your own age because it's not nearly going to be as fucking difficult. I can tell you this. This is the best advice I'll ever give you with women. If they're drunk and they're drinking red wine, do not kiss them. There's nothing worse than fucking Merlot breath. All right? Take her home and just fucking bend her over. When she goes to kiss you, you just grab a handful of her hair. You don't pull it, you just hold it. Let her feel your power, but not be intimidated by it. You know, she'll feel safe and be fucking turned on all at the same time. You turn that bitch over, you bend her over, you mush her face right near your foreman grill, and you have at it. But no, <laughs> under no circumstances. You know, when their teeth, you know what, the, what makes your teeth look like when you're drinking red wine? It's just, it's fucking horrific. Speaking of which, speaking of which, the the fucking YouTube video of the week, I, I'm i going to warn you guys because it's the holiday season. do dooby doo. It's kiddly pop, thick it up, you damn twat, bam it up. Listen, the fucking, this video is absolutely Disgusting! This video, in a weird way, if it was to be sold in a video store, which really don't exist anymore, it would be in the two girls one cup section. All right, now it's not nearly as lewd as and, and over the top dis- disgusting as that video, but it is every bit is gross. It's two virgins kissing for the first time. They're both in their twenties. They're at a wedding. And they go in for the kiss, and I cannot fucking explain what it is that they're doing. First of all, I I really hate watching people hardcore kiss. I hate it. I don't like it in movies. I don't like it in pornos. Pornos are movies, Bill. You know what I mean. Mainstream movies, I don't like it in pornos. I don't like it when I'm walking down the street. I think it is fucking disgusting to watch two people, good-looking or not good-looking, to fucking have at it. It's fucking gross. Give yourself a quick little smooch. That's it. But to sit there with your fucking tongues down, jammed down each other's throats, it's the most fucking repulsive thing you could possibly do. Sorry, I don't know. So you compile you compile that with the fact that these are two virgins, and basically watching them go at it. Do you remember you know, that movie Alien? You remember when its little mouth would come out of its big mouth? Just imagine. Two aliens kissing with that little mouth. That's what it looked like. They looked like they were eating each other's faces. It's fucking... The whole thing is fucking disgusting. And the fact that they're in love, so they're passionately kissing in this horrific way. And totally fucking repressed. And just... uh, the, The whole fucking thing. And the fact that they got married. That's another way that just fucking freaks you out. It's the most disgusting video I've ever seen. So I'm warning you. So please do not complain to me. It's not my fault. I didn't make the video. I have warned you. Good luck. <clears throat> All right. Let's fucking plow ahead here. Loveless in Alaska. Loveless in Alaska. That sounds like a, a ripoff of uh, that Tom Hanks movie. Um, love the podcast and need some advice. I'm a 33-year-old 33, 33 guy who lives in Fairbanks, Alaska. I did a gig up that way. Chilkoot Charlie's way back in the day. Uh, I think it was in Juneau, though. I don't remember. Anyways. Alaska, I need your take on what the fuck I should do when it comes to being here. I moved up here with my girlfriend of four years. I got to hit pause, dude. I got to fucking clear out the fucking lines. You're not going to listen to this. Hold on. All right, I'm back. Sorry. What the fuck I should do up here in Fairbanks, Alaska? I moved up here with my girl of four years and got dumped about six months ago. Yeah, because she saw that dick up there. Um, I have, they have to fly women in up there. Yeah, dude. You Alaska is basically the fucking. Uh, you ever see that movie, The Dirty Dozen? That's all those guys hanging there. And then that one night they bring in all those fucking whores. That's what Alaska's like. Uh, so, anyways, he goes, "I've been up here solo. The bitch pieced out, and and I'm thoroughly convinced I'll remain single if I continue to re- reside in this shithole uh, planet, hoth, subarctic wasteland of horribly ugly chicks." The guy-to-girl ratio in Fairbanks, which with the military base is about 1.537 million to one. You probably think I am a whiny pussy, but now, by now, and are thinking I should just move the hell on. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The problem is my job. I'm a firefighter paramedic here and absolutely love my job. But when I leave the guys at the station to go home, I feel like Luke Skywalker all stranded in the blizzard. I don't even have a, a tauntaun to hack apart. Uh, but fuck if it's not grinding on me. I don't drink and hate bars and fuck the websites. What do I do, Bill? Well, you just basically walled yourself off. It's not like I can bounce back down to the lower 48. That's the states down here for you people never been to Alaska. That's what they call us down here, the lower 48. And pick up a gig like the one I have here. Please hit me with some advice. Love the show and hope you come back to Alaska sometime. Ah, oh, dude. You got to get out there. You you have to go to the bars. I would be on Facebook, you know. Trying to fucking fly in some bitch from the Yukon territories. You you got to work extra hard for this. Um. I don't know what to tell you because you basically cause my my advice was obviously well why don't you get out of there? You know they have fires in every other state. They have plenty of fires down here. You know. There's a bunch of gorgeous women out here in Los Angeles just waiting for... You know how much they would love you if you came down here as a firefighter? How much more fucking interesting that is? If you fucking went into one of these Hollywood bars and everybody there is an actor, director, producer, comedian, none of that bullshit, you come in, you're a firefighter, you're actually unbelievably interesting. Like, holy shit, a real person with a real job as opposed to us with our fucking phony jobs. I think you do all right down here. So this is what I would do if I was you. I'd hit the bars. I'd hit the fucking uh, social uh, networks. And I would uh, get my resume together. And I would send it out to all 48 states. You know? Why don't you fucking just totally turn the tables and submit it to Hawaii? Why don't you go live down there? Bang one of those gorgeous fucking Honolulu chicks. Oh, by the way, I did a gig out in Brea this weekend. And I believe it was the first show Saturday night. There was a chick in the front fucking row. All right? I thought she had on booty shorts. Somebody told me in the end that it was actually a really short skirt. And she had on these fucking, you know, those riding boots like you just stepped off a fucking pony that these girls are wearing nowadays. She had those fucking things on. She was basically wearing the pretty woman outfit. She had these unbelievably fucking Perfect thickness, tan fucking thighs. Right in the front row. And she's with her guy. Okay? And I'm sitting there in my head going, why the fuck would this guy let his girl dress like that and sit in the front row? Doesn't he know I'm going to be trying to look up her skirt and it's going to fuck up my show? I mean, I'm only a guy. What the fuck am I supposed to do here? like The amount of energy I had to, to use during that show and then my dick is just talking to me the whole show. Going, maybe this is one of these weird guys that wants you to go fuck his girl. Yeah, maybe that's what it is, blah, blah, blah. Then I told a couple of off-color jokes and I saw that she was a good girl, but she was dressed like a whore. I'm like, this girl's a fucking champ. Goddamn thoroughbred. And uh, I don't know what the fucking point of that story was, but it was absolute torture to not sit there and fucking look at her. And you know something? I, I was sitting there Going, do I address it or do I not address it? And then I immediately started thinking about Patrice, my great friend who passed away, and I was going, fuck, man. He would he could have done a fucking hour on this shit. And um, you know what? I actually kinda stumbled in this something I wasn't sure if I was gonna bring it up if I could. Um but uh yeah, our great friend Patrice O'Neill passed away, man, and we're all absolutely fucking devastated. And I'm gonna try not to get emotional here, but he has a um he has a uh, a DVD called Elephant in the Room. Makes a great Christmas gift, and it would really help out his mom. And he also has a new CD out on iTunes called Mr. P. And if you guys could do me a huge favor, if you want to repay me for the podcast on any level, could you please buy that man's work? Because I got to tell you, man, that guy, no joke, is the funniest fucking dude I ever met in my life, and it's not even close it's not even close and you can't even that dude was so funny like even his stand up work only just <clears throat> captures like a sliver of how fucking funny that guy was that guy i'm telling you like him walking into a deli to buy a newspaper was funnier than most comedians i ever met and it's just uh it's just fucking awful i'm still in shock that he's, uh, he's not here anymore, and um, I don't know. When the time's right, I'll be telling some, some of his stories because I'm, th- I'm telling you, I can tell you this, there's not going to be another one, and that's the thing that probably hurts the most is that there's no fucking way I'm ever going to meet someone like that again in my life. All right. Okay. No crying on the podcast. Here we go. Plowing ahead. So if you guys could fucking do that for me, I would really appreciate it. Um. Yeah. All right. So. Here we go. Push it down, Bill. Push it down. Um. YouTube videos of the week. We got um. Oh, we got a great one. The uh, Thanksgiving. Am I really going to do YouTube videos after that? Whatever. We'll have them up on the fucking MM podcast. Um. That's the podcast for this week. The, the mmpodcast.com, Please visit that. And uh, we have a donation button and all that. But I fuck all of that. Just buy Patrice O'Neal's work. Share it with other people because people really should know what a genius that guy was. Um, one of a kind. And I'm going to miss him. All right. That's the podcast. I'll talk to you guys next week. See you.